0: Hey, this is Paul Durbin. I'm the pastor of Belay Church in beautiful Boulder, Colorado, and this is our podcast. I pray today's message gives you what you need to reach higher heights and help others do the same. In modern-day Turkey, there's a city called al Not many people know about this city, but when we call it by its ancient name, more people are likely to recognize it. Al-Sahir's ancient name is Philadelphia. No, not the one in Pennsylvania. This is the one that was home to one of the churches that Jesus addresses in the book of Revelation. And this is one of only two churches out of a total of seven that Jesus has no critique for in Revelation. The other church was in Smyrna, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Let's read what Jesus said to the church in Philadelphia in the book of Revelation, chapter three, verses seven to 13. To the, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth i am coming soon hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown the one who is victorious i will make a pillar in the temple of my god never again will they leave it i will write on them the name of my god and the name of the city of my god the new jerusalem which is coming down out of heaven from my god and i will also write on them my new name whoever has ears let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Did you hear all the references to doors in this passage? Jesus says he holds the key of David. He says that what he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. And he also says that he has placed an open door before the church in Philadelphia that no one can shut. So why all of this door language? Well, historians tell us that Philadelphia was the gateway to the east because it was situated at the junction of roads that led to three other strategic cities, um, Lydia, Mysia, and Phrygia. In fact, and get this, the founder of the city, a guy named Philadelphus of Pergamum, you know, how's that for a name? He intended it to be a center of missionary activity for the Hellenistic way of life, which was predominant in the few centuries leading up to the time of Christ. You see, Philadelphus believed so strongly in this Greek Hellenistic culture that he founded a gateway city that would enable him and his people to spread their message, culture, and ideals throughout the ancient world. And don't you love this? You know, Jesus takes the intended purpose of a city and he redirects it for his kingdom purpose. It makes me think it would do us well to research the rationale and the vision for the founding of the various cities that we live in and see what kind of redemptive purposes God might have for our city, because God is better at repurposing something than anyone else I know. Now as for Philadelphia, Jesus is saying to the church in that city, I have placed you at a gateway. The founder of your city may have intended for Philadelphia to spread the culture of ancient Greece but I've got you there to spread the good news and culture of the kingdom of heaven. In his words, Jesus says, I have placed you before an open door that no one can shut. It's like Jesus is saying, I've removed all the obstacles for you, church. All you have to do is walk through the open door. And I find that to be often true in our own lives. God goes ahead of us and he removes the obstacles. All we need to do is walk through the open door. And today I'd like to share five reasons why you can walk through the open door that God puts in front of you. Are you ready? Here's the first reason, you have his strength. Look at what Jesus says to the church in Philadelphia. I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Jesus acknowledges right up front that the church has little strength, but when we're following Jesus, it's not a big deal. Why? Because we don't have to do life or ministry on our own strength, in our own strength. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter four, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Don't miss this because it's so important. It doesn't matter how much strength we have, or if we don't have any at all, because His unlimited strength is always available to us. Now, here's the second reason you can walk through the open door God puts in front of you. You have His authority. Look at the authority that Jesus gives to the church in Philadelphia. I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars, I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. I remember the time I was leading an international church in Beijing, China. A few years ago on the morning of December 24th, the Chinese equivalent to our homeland security and the FBI came to the church offices and said that we would not be allowed to host our Christmas Eve service unless we paid to hire a full security detail, which we didn't have the time or the resources to do. So we simply said, hey, we're guests in your country, so you should provide that security for us at no charge. It it was a bold request, but I believe that because we were serving under God's authority, that the gentlemen that initially came to say that we couldn't host a worship service, they changed their mind in a moment and provided us the security for us free of charge. So that night at our Christmas Eve service, we had armed guards and armored trucks patrolling the parking lot, making sure that all those who came to our Christmas Eve service were safe and protected. This kind of turnaround doesn't happen in China, or really anywhere, unless we're operating under the authority of God and seeking to accomplish His purpose. Here's the third reason you can walk through the open door that God puts in front of you. You have His protection. Look at the protection that Jesus promises to the church in Philadelphia. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. These words in Revelation remind me of Psalm 91. I'll read the first part of that. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. You see, when we walk through the doors that God opens, you walk in his authority and under his protection, and you can count on that. Here's the fourth reason you can walk through the door God puts in front of you, you have his resources. Look look at how Jesus reminds the church in Philadelphia of the resources they already have. I'm coming soon, hold on to what you have. How often do we complain that we have nothing, when in reality, we always have exactly what we need, and quite often, we have more than we need. 2 Peter chapter 1 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. And here's the fifth reason you can walk through the door God puts in front of you. You have His promises. Look at the promises Jesus gives to the church in Philadelphia. The one who is victorious, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name." You know, as God put it on my family's heart to move from Beijing, China, to Boulder, Colorado, he gave us some promises. He promised that we'd be able to live right in the city, and that's exactly where we live. He promised that we would give us favor in this city, and that's exactly what we've been experiencing. We've discovered that when God makes a promise, he keeps it. We're told in 2 Corinthians, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Has God set an open door before you? You need to know that you have what it takes to walk through that door, why? Well, we've talked about five reasons. One, you have his strength. You know, you have little strength, but he has infinite strength. So stop leaning on your lack of strength and lean instead on his abundant strength. Two, you have his authority. When God opens a door, no one, and I mean no one can shut it. As you submit your life to him, you have the authority you need to walk through the door. Three, you have his protection. We hosted a worship service in the middle of Beijing on Christmas Eve. You know, who gets to do that unless God has opened the door? Four, you have resources. When it comes to doing what God has asked us to do, we ourselves never have enough. But with him, we always have more than enough. And five, you have his promises. No matter how many promises he has made, they are all yes in Christ Jesus. So no more excuses. It's time to walk through the open door thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, I invite you to subscribe, share it with your friends, and visit us anytime at belay.church or on social media at Church. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.